The scripture reading this morning is from the book of Luke, chapter 11, verses 1 through 13. Jesus was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us. And do not bring us to the time of trial. And he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, for a friend of mine has arrived, and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, Do not bother me. The door has already been locked, and my children are in bed with me. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if the child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? If you then, you who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? May God bless the reading of his word. Well, this text today is about prayer. Jesus' disciples come to Jesus and they say, teach us to pray the way John's disciple, the way John taught his disciples to pray. Every once in a while in the gospel, there's this, you can see that there's this little competition between uh, John and Jesus, uh, or at least their disciples. Like John has disciples in the same way Jesus does. And uh, John's disciples are always being compared to Jesus' disciples in some way every, every once in a while. And you can see that there was probably a little bit of conflict there, or at least a contrast between the way John's disciples behave and the way Jesus' disciples behave. And uh, the gospel writers uh, utilize that to make a contrast between the old way of doing things and the new way that Jesus heralds in kind of the old covenant and new covenant stuff. So they asked for, apparently John's disciples were being taught to pray by John, and Jesus' disciples said, teach us to pray. Something that no one ever asks me. <laughs> uh, no one here ever says, hey, teach me to pray, or uh, let me do the prayer. That's something else I never hear. Hey, let me do the prayer. <laughs> In fact, uh, at camp, I make all the counselors uh, pray either in the morning or in the evening uh, prayers at camp. And you, people are doing all kinds of cartwheels to get behind someone in the hopes that Pastor Curtis won't see them <laughs> in there so that they don't, they don't have to pray. It's an intimidating thing, I think, to, um, to I mean, perhaps it, it's intimidating even when you're by yourself. To pray, but I find a lot of people find it very intimidating to pray in front of people. 
And what I'll tell you what I tell everybody when this comes up. You know how you get over that? You stand up and do it. <laughs> like a bunch. And pretty soon, uh, you're, you're, it's very easy to do. I used to be very nervous about praying in front of people, but it's part of my job description, so I had to get over it. <laughs> so, uh, but praying is part and parcel with what it means to be a follower of Christ. So it's a natural thing for Jesus' disciples to wonder what is the proper way of praying. And we might wonder that same thing too, because sometimes we hear such amazing and eloquent prayers and uh, you know, I, I really admire the some of those the liturgical prayers that my friends write, or that the Episcopal prayer book might have, or some of the Catholic prayers are just amazing, and they're just they're so full of uh, beautiful language, almost poetry. The same with the Psalms. The Psalms are essentially prayers to God as well. And boy, they spend a lot of time gilding the lily in the psalms they you know a good portion of them are spent in reminding god of how great god is <laughs> and glorifying god which is appropriate but jesus gives us this prayer and it's a it's a stark contrast to the beautiful language that perhaps we impose on ourselves some groups even use old english just to make sure that it's it's eloquent enough and it's lofty enough right it's a whole different language in fact uh, that they use in prayer. But Jesus gives us something else. Jesus gives us a very simple and bold prayer. Not that it's without, uh, not that it's not with, it, it glorifies God. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Uh, the hallowing, it, it acknowledges God's transcendence, but it also acknowledges God's imminence. That is to say, it's not God who's, who's so transcendent we can't talk to God. It's Father. It's our, it's, a, it's our heavenly parent. God who is like a father. Abba. God who is someone I can, you know, sit down and talk to. Yes, uh, hallowed be your name and your kingdom come and all of that lofty transcendence. But I'm talking to a, I'm talking to a dad. I'm talking to a mom. I'm sitting down having, spilling tea with my aunt, right? It's that kind of experience that we get to have with the creator of the universe. So all, God is always transcendent, but also imminent. That is right here with us in a very accessible way. And yes, uh, the, you know, acknowledging that God is somehow up and over the universe and there is a and God is in heaven and and we don't know what that's about but it's always grounded in what's going on now uh, your will be done on earth it's always grounded in what uh, what can be done here and what God is doing in our midst and then and then Jesus turns immediately that's a very short if you compare this the, 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 what, we, what we might call glorification clauses of, of the Psalms. If you were to compare this glorification clause with the glorification clauses of the Psalms, this is tiny. Uh, Jesus spends just a very fraction of a minute 
to glorify God, and then immediately turns to the very self-centered, bold requests that, that a person might have toward God. Go ahead and make your petition. Ask God for what you want. And that's the rest of the prayer. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, uh, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Uh, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as, in, as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us what we need for today. Give us. <laughs> Lead uh, and, and then forgive us all of those shortcomings we have. All of those things that we've fallen short on. Uh, give us what we need to survive today and then forgive us for all those ways in which we have betrayed all that we've been given and, and, and help us to improve ourselves. Uh, and even more, and boldly again, lead us, help us to lead us away from temptation. Don't test us. Don't put us in harm's way. Don't sit us in front of the devil. Don't do any of these things that are going to trip us up. Help us to stay on the straight and narrow. Keep us away from, from the temptation and deliver us from evil. So, yeah, uh, give, forgive, lead, and deliver. All very self-centered, self-absorbed requests that go before God. And Jesus says, go, you're, you're more than invited to come and, and bring those petitions before God and to do it with boldness and confidence like, you were, like you're going to your dad and asking for money again, like my children do. <laughs> uh, and you'll notice, that, especially Luke, Luke is very stark in this prayer to, in order to emphasize the point it doesn't have to be fancy language it doesn't have to be anything gro- you know grossly eloquent it doesn't even have to have a lot of fluff or a lot of gilding of the lily it, just be straightforward with god because god is eager to give you what you need and give you what is what is required for you to have the full and abundant life you need you'll notice too that the the last part, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. That's, that's not in the Bible. In fact, this prayer was so stark, we had to add that so that it sounded a little more lofty. <laughs> right? the, the prayer just wasn't lofty enough. We need to add a little bit of fluff in there. We need to add a little bit of a, a you know, higher language to make it really sound like a good prayer, right? So we added that in because we were uncomfortable with how bold and how stark that prayer was but jesus says no this is this is all you need keep it simple ask for what you be bold don't hesitate to bring to god some of you i know i know some of you are scared to ask god for personal things you have no problem asking for prayers for your friends or or your friends friends or anyone else along the way or people who are sick or any of those kinds of things but when was the last time you wrote a blue card because you were struggling you know, uh, prayers because I'm depressed. Prayers because I'm sick and tired of what I read in the newspaper. Prayers for me because I don't know where I'm going in my life. Prayers for me because I'm questioning my faith. Prayers for me because uh, I'm not sure where my next paycheck's coming from. Prayers for me because 
I have an addiction I can't seem to overcome. Prayers for me because my relationship is struggling. I know that kind of vulnerability is difficult here in the context of church. Sharing that with everyone. The only thing I would say to that is, this is a safe place to be vulnerable. If not in the sanctuary of God, where can we be vulnerable? Where can we be lifted up? Where can we experience grace wash over us? But even in our own personal prayer life, even when no one else is involved, how timid we are about saying, God, I need this. I count on you to give it to me. Help me. Help me out here. I need you. And Jesus goes on to make the point in Luke that God, God is eager to give what is needed. Not like you're, you know, the, he, Jesus tells this strange story about a neighbor not wanting to get out of bed to give you what you need to, to help with a, you know, hey, can I borrow some sugar? No, it's 11 o'clock, I'm in bed, go home. Uh, anything like that. Unlike that, the contrast that Jesus is trying to make with that story is that God is standing there at the door, already waiting, look, looking out the keyhole every once in a while, see if you're coming. Hey, is he coming yet? <laughs> I'm waiting. I got, what, I got what you need right here, and I'm waiting for you to knock on that door. And you, you don't have to knock twice. Boom. Oh, open. Where have you been? <laughs> here it is. Here's what I got for you. Because even a bad, and then Jesus goes on to say, even a bad parent knows how to take care of a kid, right? Give them the right stuff to eat. How much more does your God in heaven want to lavish on you all the things that you need to get through this day and the next and the next? Just waiting. Even before you start. Our Father, which art in heaven. Yes, I'm right here. (laughs) I'm right here. And wait, we'll give you what you need. It's so much better for you when you can come and tell me about it. So much better for you when you can come and express out loud what you need from me. That's part of the seeking. What God promises us is that when we seek, we will find. We'll find the strength of God help of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Let us pray. Great and loving God, thank you so much that we are able to just, boom, we can come to you and pray about what's going on. We can do it with boldness. And you don't require a lot of fluff or a lot of ego petting or a lot of uh, gilding the lily, but that we can just come to you and call you Abba, call you Daddy, and say, I need your help. I need what I need for today. I don't, I don't want to ask for more than that. I need to be forgiven of that shame and the guilt that I'm carrying around that has become a barrier between ourselves and between me and others. Uh, I need to be led in a good direction, not toward temptation, not toward all those things that are going to ruin my life, but help me to avoid those potholes and move toward you and deliver deliver me from all of the horrible things around us so that we might live out the kingdom of God together. Thank you.
thank you that you desire and long to give us everything we need. We ask all of this in the precious and powerful name of Christ.